0: Sugar, it ain't a Welcome to the Real Life Diabetes Podcast, episode 53, with Mark Carter, round three.
1: Well, another exciting episode with our homie, T1D buddy, and father of two, beef jerky lovin', Chick-fil-A... I don't know. Fanatic.
0: Uh, he's backed off in the equal though.
1: He's te- yeah. He, you learn a lot more about this guy. He's healthier snacks.
0: Mm-hmm. Healthier snacks. According
1: to him. <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey. Hey. Healthier snacks. Right. We'll it. We're, We're giving great. him kudos. Yeah. We love this guy. So we, we actually brought Mark on specifically because he's on the 670g. Okay. This Medtronic I didn't even know what that closed was. loop system. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's it's the well closed loop. With parentheses Mark talks about all this During the episode But we wanted really To talk to him about that Mm -hmm. But then as things go (laughs) We launched into All kinds of subjects
1: This is a very interesting episode And I feel eh, Awkwardly confident That we're going to have A lot of comments
0: Indeed We we touched on some Some heavy hitters
1: But You're going to have to listen To the whole show Especially to the end Because we have some exciting iTunes reviews
0: We do We have an incredible iTunes review Man. to read of yeah. recent note. Yeah. Okay, cool.
1: So before we start the show, you know how this goes down.
0: We got to get to some announcements.
1: Wait, it's been a while since we've said to you, what is it? <laughs> Shoot. Amazon is your friend. <laughs> Bookmark it. Ever heard of it? <laughs> <laughs> Go through our website. Yeah. And every purchase that you make, get there's a little change our way and it doesn't cost you a thing. So.
0: Yeah. It's, it's there. It's easy. Take a click right side of the homepage. Every purchase kicks a few cents back our way. No extra cost to you. Incredibly helpful. Other announcements? Well, we loved going to the JDRF Type One Summit yeah. last weekend here in Oklahoma City. Um, learned a ton. Got to hear a lot from JDRF. Great time. Uh, really enjoyed connecting with people, talking to some people who've listened mm-hmm. to the podcast. Huge shout out to the community. Mm-hmm. We love it.
1: Um, social media. Don't forget to like, love, and share our things and um, spread the word because that's how it's, you know, that's how. The Real Life Diabetes Podcast is growing. And it's growing quickly.
0: Indeed. And with that, that's all we got. Let's streamline this sucker. Let's do this.
1: Let's go straight into the show
0: with our man, Mark Carter.
1: All right. The gang is back. This is the third. Third time this man is joined us.
0: You know who we are starting to catch up to? Kelly McKeever. Kelly McKeever. Kelly McKeever. Oh.
1: Kelly McKeever may be jealous the right legend. now. Legend. Yeah. <laughs> so we've got our buddy Mark Carter back on the show and he's going to share a l- some exciting updates in his life and his diabetes management. But before we jump into that, as I was mentioning earlier, do you know what today is?
0: The day after Valentine's Day. The day that is true. Valentine's it is February
1: fifteenth, but it is. A, I'm probably going to get this wrong. The Aquarius New Moon,
2: which mm. kicks off the Chinese New Year. That's what I was going to say next. No way.
1: So this is a, what, what in reading about it today. It's about finding your tribe, and and rallying together to do good. And I'm not kidding.
2: Whoa! Tribe. So the tribe. So, so the the ask is, we want you out there to be part of our tribe. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Sure. <laughs> I'm just happy we all were able to come together on this day because there's good energy out there for I us. I love it. So
0: It's good energy. Somebody here is into astrology too, by the way.
2: I love astrology. Haven't.
0: I'm kidding. All of us, I think, have learned a little bit more about astrology because of Amber.
2: I love Amber. <laughs> I years. love it. I, I have been educated. It's been um, good.
1: So where to start?
2: Where do we start? I feel like. Okay.
0: So last time we talked to you, mm-hmm. you were here probably a year ago. I would guess. Maybe six months ago.
1: I think it was episode...
2: Yeah, it was at your place.
1: I don't remember which episode number it was. Oh, wow, it was, wasn't it? 42, maybe.
0: Regardless, things were a little different. You were actually moving to Oklahoma City Mm -hmm. at the time. From Tulsa. Yep. From Tulsa. Right. Taking on some new territory with Insulet slash Omnipod. Yeah. Okay. Yes.
1: Possibly,
2: were you expecting at that point... Or had you had you guys already had? No, we actually we had, yeah we had another one yeah on the way. We already had one. Okay, you we knew that one, one was one. on the way yeah, at that point. Right. I can't remember. Yeah, it's like this all blurs together, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. as you know in the diabetes world, it's just like one big happy family, and it just blurs by.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, we have decision fatigue, so we can't remember we, anything. We do
2: have decision fatigue, and and the last time we talked, we were talking about decision fatigue and my problems with uh you know potentially going to a, a specific pharmacy. <laughs> where I couldn't get, you know, my insulin. <laughs> that was what was on our mind. That yeah. was that yeah. was an
1: interesting day. Yeah. It
2: was interesting, yeah.
1: So now yep. you've picked up the fam. You've popped out another kid,
2: your wife. Popped house. out another kid, an awesome son named Jude. Jude. And it was a, uh, yeah, I love, uh, we picked the name Jude because of the Beatles song, Hey Jude. Yeah. As soon as someone hears the song, everyone's happy.
1: Mm, that's true. I love it. <laughs> a good it. point.
2: Yeah. So I was like, you know, I want them to have a happy name and have good energy to people around them. So, yeah. So yeah. So had a son, and then you know a lot of you know we kind of we kind of mentioned before, but like had a lot of things happen. I basically have family that my dad works overseas. My family lives in Arkansas, and uh, had a lot of family decisions of like. You know the quality. I would say quality of life. Mm-hmm. To I mean, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of people out there. I'm sure you know, super busy, and you know, a lot of decisions had come up about you know about family situations, support, and all that kind of good stuff. Well,
1: it's all about the work life balance, and if you don't have it, then
2: yeah, you know, what's the point? Yeah, yeah, and and I think uh, I mean I've been really challenged by it too. I mean, you know, just knowing y'all as well. I mean, both of y'all work extremely hard, very involved in a lot of things, and you know, sometimes. Sometimes it's kinda of hard to even take care of your own diabetes, yeah. which is kind of weird because I'm like thinking about so many other people and their blood sugars and all this. And then mm-hmm. it kind of was like I was challenged by my wife to say, Well, are you taking care of yourself? And refreshing and, you know, renewing of what's going on. So a lot of a lot of maybe hard conversations with family, which, you know, my we've been married about seven years now. So my wife and I have talked a lot about of like diabetes management and how it changes from being single to potentially, oh, yeah. you know, married or having a relationship to kids, and which has been really crazy conversations because, as y'all know, I love Chick Fil A.
1: <laughs> the ch- the Chick Fil A.
2: <laughs> and there's hey, there's
0: plenty of Chick Fil A in Northwest Arkansas. Well, there's ch-
2: there's plenty of Chick Fil A, but I, I swear <laughs> I can see my wife, and she just makes this look every time I go to Chick Fil A, and it, and it's like guilty pleasure but I'm like I love Chick-fil-A <laughs> and the waffle fries but I really haven't been able still haven't figured out how to dose it well
1: let me say this cause I, agree. I I ate Chick-fil-A this week you feel bad um no well yes but let me say that I got the chicken nuggets and then they have grilled chicken nuggets now. yeah I know they do well, it's I have not, not had the same. this I know it's not but let me say this the super side which is a broccoli um kale salad yeah you can sub that for fries just throw that out there.
2: Oh my gosh. Now I'm going to be like everybody else, kale. Just do it.
1: Just, <laughs> just do it. You just do I'll it. try. You it. might be gassy, but you
0: can do it. See, earlier this week, I was in the flow. Yeah. Like just cruising, like three days, perfection, nailing every food. I'm eating clean. And then I have the chance to go eat like Asian food. Yes. All right. So I go to my favorite Thai restaurant, all my family members. Like, yeah, the Medtronic. <laughs> Um, all my Medtronic supplies actually just got here We literally <laughs> onto the doorstep from seriously. the UPS guy.
1: <laughs> Perfect timing, dude. Thanks man.
0: We're sitting in the front living room of my house. And so you can literally see the UPS. Did you make eye contact with the UPS yeah, guy? Yeah,
1: I've been watching you walk up and I was like, don't come this
0: house. Don't come in. Don't mess up <laughs> the podcast. The We've yeah. got another mic. We could have brought we him on. Could have brought him in. But regardless. So <laughs> the thing for me, like besides Chick-fil-A is Asian food. And I was like, man, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to, ch- I'm going to have fried rice mm. and I'm going to, I'm going to do it. Like I can make this happen. So I'm really aggressive, take a pre-bolus, and then like still stuff just got like way out of hand. <laughs> it Isn't got it out like of hand. Yeah, and I was like still hitting it, like sugar surfing it. There was no stopping it. I, so it, I, I just need to be very careful whenever I eat Asian food. It's just a lot of fat in there.
1: Indian yeah. food, I didn't realize. I did the Gopuram yeah. buffet the other day. Yeah. I love Indian food. But I really don't know what all is in it, to be honest. I don't eat the rice or anything like that, but I gave, I think, eight units of insulin just like willy-nilly. And that's a lot. That is a lot for me. For you,
2: yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, <laughs> smooth I it. smooth I, lo- I love Indian food and I love you know Asian food as well. I mean, you got to take the risk. But but you know I mean a lot of times when I talk to people who are even educators even in the diabetes community who don't have diabetes, mm-hmm. it's so crazy when we talk about food of like they always say you know if you see them with cake and you're like they're an educator. And they're like, oh, I know I shouldn't be having that. And it's like, why, 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 why is there continuously? They're like, there's always like this, you know, you shouldn't have this kind of. It's weird in our in the food world of like, you can have it, just have enough amount of insulin to cover it. Right.
0: But there, and there even are limitations though because we literally don't have a pancreas, and so our 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 system isn't built to accommodate large like, doses like large that. doses of carbs. So we just have to be, I think, situationally aware. Like, it's not wrong to eat Chick-fil-A as a person with type 1 diabetes or have Thai food. I think we just need to be a little bit wiser. Like, I know for me, I cannot have that food late at night. Mm. If I eat it at lunch, I'm going to be okay because I can battle the high through the whole afternoon mm. and constantly hit it with insulin. But I won't be able to stay up late enough to continue surfing the high blood sugar.
2: I don't, gotcha. I don't know.
1: It's pretty crazy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Hmm.
1: Things are changing.
2: It is. Things are changing. Things are changing a lot.
1: So I uh, just tapped into mankind and I'm asking about a frezza. Is that how you say it?
0: It is. A it Freza. Is. A Freza.
2: You got it.
1: For a specific reason. And we talked about that. I talked about it with a couple of women actually at the JDRF event this week. But as I'm getting older and I'm going to say it, my period is changing. Yeah. Like, I can't keep my blood sugar below 300 four days before my period. Only between the hours of 6 a.m. and 11 a.m.
0: That's wild. Interesting.
1: I mean, and I can time it. It is totally messed up. I could not give enough Mm Novolog to get it to go down. So I'm trying this to see if just a different form will get my body back into a normal rate. Really? Insane.
0: Wow. But you found the pattern.
1: I found the pattern, and I I up my Lantus by two or three units as well. And then as soon as my period's over for four days, I drop my Lantus down. Um, probably three or four because there's so much insulin on board that, I mean, I guess that it crashes constantly. Wow. Yeah. It's crazy shit.
2: I mean, it it does. It shows you once again, I mean, our mm. disease never stays the same and it's always changing through the decades. You, I mean, every couple of years,
1: really, as you get older,
0: i never
2: really thought of it that much until like, you know, just how life has hit me now. Yep. You know, your life
0: changed. Like you're in a different spot than you were a couple of years ago. Yeah. both with family, with career, and with diabetes management. Correct. And so you have mm-hmm. to figure out what the best diabetes management solution is for you, given right. the new change. And so, with moving to a different company and to a different place, you also took on new diabetes management.
2: Yeah, I did. I took on new diabetes management in when, a big way, <laughs> in, in a in a really really big way. And you know, the big way with the 670G is something that I think. Is challenged me in like growing in my diabetes. I think sometimes you can kind of get to the point where you kind of think you you know a lot and you're and but I was challenged of like now the game is not just about A1C. We talk about that, mm-hmm. but we talk about fluctuations. But now it's now it's been challenging me with the new therapy. It's a new therapy, the hybrid closed loop of time and range, and really keeping which I can honestly say it's amazing on how it's helped me sleep. I've actually felt like a non, a person with non-diabetes because of the algorithm, the way it works. And <clears throat> it's truly phenomenal. I know a lot of companies out there are, are in the process of developing it, but when you look at the algorithm and how it actually works on the basal rate in a pump, it's like 288 basal rates and so yeah yeah. it's like 200 it's like you know reading with the sensor every five minutes and so it's really challenged me to where even like previously Hmm. with a different company that didn't have the hybrid closed loop at the time um, but now being with it it's just it's it's opened my eyes to go we need to figure out how to get this technology to all people you know Mm -hmm. truly to where it's not um just for certain people with insurance but and that's what I hope, and that you know our companies continue to like mm-hmm. get this out there. Because, Let me ask you,
1: with your yeah. when you say you sleep better now, is do, is it because your blood sugars are more stable, or is it because you have a device that gives you the peace of mind to be able to do so?
2: Well, I think it's both because like what I didn't realize before is how the technology predicts potentially a, a suspends before low, hmm. so it's looking and understands. But then also what it's doing is it's reading. And, and as you know, which is really interesting, you bringing up about, you know, yourself yeah. at certain times of the month. And you're going like, every one of our days, whoever's listening on here who has diabetes, no day is the same. Right. And so, you know, what these algorithms are now doing, specifically this one, it's aggressively attacking what your blood sugar is doing and adjusting at different basal rates, depending on what your blood sugar is. And so that like, those are things that I think now it's been really crazy because what it's done is it's relieved the burden of me having to think, because I just heard you say it. Did you hear what he said earlier about, Mm -hmm. he said he shouldn't eat Asian food at night because he's not staying up at night to aggressively correct Mm -hmm. the highs. And that's what these algorithms are kind of doing; is they're aggressively attacking when our blood sugars are going higher. Right. Yeah. So you can
0: just chop the top of those like high mountain curves
2: off at night, and yeah. you're not having
1: to do anything. So it's 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 reading what's going on in your body and doing it for
0: you. And it's, it's not waking
2: you up. It's to not do these things. It's not waking me. It's not waking me up. But it's reading. It's taking the sensor and it's adjusting. Depending on what you're, uh, because because that's what's been a little bit different of like a different way of therapy. With a lot of us, we'd always think like, "Hey, check your blood sugar multiple times," and you're thinking of like, you know, not the roller coaster effect, but what but what we're seeing in the new therapy is that you know a time and range from like a seventy to one hundred and fifty target at one hundred and twenty. So it's really trying to minimize as much as possible to keep you to where spiking, bingo. Because we know, I mean, just like well, I mean, we know this. I mean, patients with type two diabetes, if they're way high, you know, you know, you're having a lot of complications. And then if you go low, you know, severe complications going low. Uh, and and I mean, you know, and we're trying to minimize that. So right. so it's like it's helping people think different about managing their diabetes. But but that's where I think the decision fatigue comes in, is because if you don't have the machinery or the tool to actually help you. Then you're having to aggressively go after it, just like with Ryan was saying earlier. Or
0: you just don't do it ever eat that particular food, or you you keep a hyper regimented focus, and that's what I do most of the time now. Is that you basically the same thing every single yeah, night? It gets boring. Yeah, but but it helps. Yeah. It really does help because I'm choosing sleep. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> yeah, you know because you want to sleep well. Yeah, you yeah did, you, you, did did you understand that that was going to be a
2: big part of making this switch, the sleep differences? Man, you know, I'd heard that because if you if you think about you think about a lot of people who have hypo, I mean hypoglycemia. I mean, a lot of it happens during the night. You're always worried, but but yes, I mean, I would heard that, but I I wanted to experience it. But I mean, it is night and day difference on on how you do feel at night because I always I could always tell like if I woke up in the morning beforehand. If I if I what didn't feel good waking up, I'd be around in the two, two fourteen. Yep. I get that. Yep. If I if I yeah. woke up and I was like, man, I feel great. 109, 114, 120.
0: Like feeling it. It's a completely different experience getting out of bed if you're in. Complete zone. And, yeah.
2: and, and and what's what blow like what blows me away about this is like there was a doctor uh, a couple companies before who taught me about the legacy effect and how like When you really control your diabetes earlier on, and when you're diagnosed, and you start having try to have better controls that potentially could help you longer term, have tighter control. And I think, and I and I never really kind of understood that of like, you know, how our disease kind of changes. And I, I mean, I'm not you're the you're the more you're the doctor that compared to me, but like not yet, not yet. But he's he's close. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
1: keep going.
2: But when I when I think about when I think about the diabetes, and you think about minimizing over your lifetime of your management of diabetes, there's so much effort that's involved to go after, to just to to the highs and the lows, that I think we just kind of get you get get, get to the point where you give up and you give out, and I think that's where like this technology is coming at the right time for yeah. us. It's got your back. I mean, it's it got, really
1: does have you your back.
0: And so many of us fall prey to the subjective feelings of mm-hmm. what a low or a high is like, mm-hmm. and our emotions get tied up in overcorrecting lows and highs. You know, like sometimes mm-hmm. there's like anger that comes with like seeing your blood sugar go above 300, so maybe you give a unit extra just because you want to get down quick. Like that doesn't right. happen anymore. You know, it's and right. so you don't get all the human air right. that comes along with it.
1: You know, we talked about this a little bit over the weekend um, at the JDRF Type yeah. 1 Summit. We were on a panel that was, what was it called?
0: Uh, adulting, adjusting into adulthood
1: or something that sounds like taking T1D
0: <laughs> into adult, adulthood, AKA.
1: <laughs> but we were, you know, some of the parents were fearful of, you know, I'm sure most parents are worried about their kids dying in their sleep because there have been so many horrible stories well, with the technology that's now available th- that minimizes. I think it's going to cut that number considerably because there are bells and whistles going off, you know, for the kids that can't feel it or get up. I just feel like diabetes in the next 10 years, we're going to see hopefully less unfortunate situations like that. You know,
2: you hope, I mean, you hope that the people can afford it.
1: That's, that's the big one right there.
2: You know? Yep. I mean, what's access going to look like in
0: five, 10 years to this?
2: What's access? You know, access is going to look like, and, and I'd also say that, you know, also having people realize, and we talked a little bit about this last time, but I mean, I'm a huge component of like diabetes maturity and competencies and growing and and the the journey being incrementally slower and walking with people because, you know, once again, the foundations of diabetes is counting carbs, Mm -hmm. checking your blood sugar. And as you see sensors and technology change, there might be a day where people are never going to check their blood sugar. Um, You know, that would be a great day. And I could see that maybe happening no calibrations, nothing. Uh, I, I think that's, that's actually going to happen easily in the next decade i mean i i hope so well
1: my god they're already i mean think about abbott freestyle libre right no calibration dexcom 6 g6 is coming out even though you do you do i don't i can't recall i was asking somebody about that today um do you have to calibrate with the g6
0: once a day with the g6 you do Mm -hmm. just one time a day that was their big that was one of their big improvements along with accuracy yeah once per day
1: so how that is going to change?
2: But still, but still, it's crazy. You're still checking your blood sugar one because the finger stick is the gold standard. That that's what's so crazy is like you're still to confirm it. We're looking at finger sticks. So that's going to be for some people. You know, think about it, even from from your profession, um, medical doctors and people like. Will they change with the time?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Right. Will Will, will they? Will they give up a little bit of control? Because I think, I think one thing about being on the system now, which is really interesting, is that what I've noticed is that most of us with diabetes, like we will micromanage just to a fault at times. It's these systems now are telling you kind of what to do and you got to trust it and let go a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so, so there's a, the, once again, you're, you're, it's not comparing, it's, it, it, it's a completely different way of therapy. It's a new way of therapy. And and we're at we're at the forefront of something completely new. So you can't compare it. It's not you can't compare it to a traditional pump. That that's the thing that's so different.
1: You know, let me ask you this, just because we're talking about when you go into a doctor's office and will they kind of keep up with everything? Yeah. You know, I I'd be curious. I'd really like your opinion. Is when you walk into a doctor's office and they can test your blood and get your A one C right there, versus when you have to go down to the lab, have to go be fasting and all that, and wait. For the results, what are your thoughts? Or <laughs> is I mean, because if, if the one that can test in the office m- makes me feel like they're way up to date, where the other one uh, you're you know that's a
0: yeah. There's I can't speak specifically about which one's more accurate or what the cost differences are, but I assume it's probably an economic play.
1: And I know that the the because yeah. we just yeah. when we had our diabetes day uh, fair at the wellness center. One of the hospitals donated 100 of the A1C things, and it was, they were about 100 bucks a pop. Wow. I mean, they are expensive. So, anywho, that's But,
2: but no, but I think that's important because you're bringing up, like, we, we say this word that, that I think that's kind <clears throat> of the point of, like, as new technology comes out, like, compare, like, the 670G and the, the hybrid closed loop systems is that most people will think of A1C, but what we're really getting at is time and range. Like, sure. You, you, you know, A1C once again you can make you can manipulate we know as people with diabetes how you can do a lot of manipulation to make your a1c look good and and we know like a high to a real real low can come out in a, a very low average
0: yeah 135
2: woo <laughs> <laughs> yeah right right and and we know that there's that's not good if you're having such a roller coaster but as we change with the times of technology and academia and all of it is like using the time and range with the a1c's and minimizing fluctuate we know that but it's just other people coming on board with that Mm -hmm. because you know a lot of people will be like well hey man what's your a1c i hear it all the time just people and it's not just that you know so there's there's some change with that but but it's different it's a different way I don't know if Amber's. I don't know if Amber's buying in.
1: Well, no, I'm. Th- I'm just. I'm really thinking about like, if somebody walked up to me and said, "What's your a one ci would be like, None
2: of your damn business. <laughs> See, I would tell him. I'd be like, Man, it's like a five point five. No, I'm joking. I. I, and would I d- I'm not
1: ashamed of my number, but that's like, What's your bra size? What the hell? Right. Why is it your business? This is. You know what I mean? Like what?
2: I'm telling you, but but that's how we. That's it's a good party question. But think about it. That's what people. Th- that's what people think is good. Like you did good. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean this it's is a what, judgment factor. Yeah, for it's sure. a for sure judgment <laughs> factor, and you can see it once again. Like when we're throwing out these words and lingo and all of mm-hmm. it. It's like, man, did you do good? Did you measure up? And right. you could have a six point five A one C and be in horrible. Right. I mean, I don't know. I mean, just not doing good. Okay.
1: Well, what do you know? What your A one C is right now?
2: Yes. It's a six point eight.
1: That's mine. It was the highest it's ever been. Is a six point nine, but that was four months ago.
2: I think, but I feel like you've Brian? had really good, consistent A one Cs.
1: I've been pretty blessed.
2: It's been a wild ride the last few months.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, just you want to just leave it at that.
0: Just leave it at that. It's okay. Just, we're all one, human. Just one. One historical marker
2: in the past. <laughs> Time to move forward. Dude, see, I love it. At least we're honest here. It's tough.
1: I bet you could also, like if you were to put your A1C like on a timeline over the past five years, you'd be like, yep, that's when I was taking the bar exam or yep, that's when I was, you know, started my new workout routine or whatever, so. Yeah,
0: it's a reflection and it's just a, it's a reflection of habits.
1: Too. Yeah,
0: yeah. And uh, and, and hmm. yeah, I, th- I think that's a big part of it. But for everybody that the A1C has been a bane of their existence, for most of their life, mm-hmm. and it's be- it's been the marker of all of their diabetes success. Whenever they go to the doctor, and it's not really a marker of effort either, because it's just an e- it, yeah. You can be working really hard and have an A one C of eight and a half or nine or ten or whatever. Right. I mean, some people maybe not, but th- th- you now have more data inside the doctor's office because you can look at fluctuation, mm-hmm. you can look at percentage in range, and you can look at the A one C, mm. which gives like three. So there's a, like, if you're A1C7, but you're in range 98% of the time, that's right. probably better than an A1C of 6.5 if you're in range, like, 53% of the time. Correct. Right.
1: Do you plug in, and that's I'm good. asking you when you were on Dexcom, uh, do you plug in that when you give insulin and when you eat? Like, the, do you plug in all that information?
0: No, I
1: do not. I do not. I probably should. I mean, it would be I could learn a lot more from that.
0: Some people do. I know Dr. Ponder does. In all of his presentations, he's got all those... Yeah. Mm Pins. Yep. He's
2: amazing, though. Amazing. Yeah. He's a. (laughs) He's. What is the word? What is the word? I mean, he's kind of
1: like a guru. He's He's a a guru. He's
2: a guru. Mm -hmm. When he's a guru, that's like, I mean, his system is—you got to be aggressive.
0: You got to be aggressive.
1: Overachiever, but in the best way. But it works for
0: personality traits and types. Yeah.
2: And I would say, and, and I think, I think that's the interesting part about diabetes once again it's like this disease you know there's some days that i'm more proactive and i'm like uh, going up against it and there's days that i'm reactive and it's like got the best of me you know and it's and it's a and day. you're doing
0: that in all the other parts of your life too doing all that reactive in other parts proactive
2: of, that's yeah. right that's right and you know there's there there's, there's certain days and you know kind of like we, we were talking about like there's so many factors to where why i think it's hit me more is like my blood sugars were a little bit higher when I was having a son and it was on Christmas day and I'm like, it's Christmas. I have a new baby and my daughter's here and like, you know, and I'm like, Oh my gosh, my blood sugar's way out of range and I'm eating crappy. And I'm like, you know, it's just, it's just life. Right. You know? And we, we, once again, there is no perfect patient with diabetes. No perfect.
1: Patient. Let me ask you this. I don't know why you would know this. If you are a female T1D with a Dexcom on, can you wear that into going into birth? Would they check? I mean, you'd have, I guess you'd have to. Yeah,
0: you could. I mean, you could make that um, available. If there's, a, if there's someone with Type 1, they would just test their blood sugar probably anyway um, next to the bed.
1: Yeah, because they have to use their devices.
0: Got to use their device, but you could definitely have it there. I mean, it'd be really valuable to show residents. And, I need to and ask doctors. Sarah
1: Swanberg that question, too. It's oh, like, yeah. That'd do, be interesting. do they take the pump off?
0: Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. I mean, you're going, your body's going through a lot of
1: stress, but you're also doing a lot of work.
0: I Depends mean, on what the protocol is. Yeah. That's interesting. This is your realm. They're much more comfortable using the drip and using regular insulin in that scenario. Just because it's one less thing that mom has to think about, it becomes autonomous to her. Like she can just mm-hmm. like go hands off and just focus on birth. You know, it's it's very interesting because pumps aren't perfect either. Like we like to think that an insulin pump. Like you put the the site in, it delivers insulin, it's perfect all the time. But like kinks happen, (laughs) like some sites are better than others. Yeah. So they like to get like all of the uncertainty out of the way. Insulin drip. So that's probably what they do.
2: Makes sense. Yeah.
1: You know something I've seen a lot lately too, you know, working at the facility and having four thousand plus members, one and two according to the stand you know, the ADA is one and two people in that building have diabetes or are pre diabetes. And the shift in type two then to being, and I, I don't know what the correct terminology is. And if you do, please correct me. But I watched a woman yesterday pull out. She, she was about to eat. She um, was testing her blood sugar. And of course, that's an opportunity for me to strike up a conversation. But then I walked around the corner to do something. and came back and she whipped out her insulin pen. And I was uh, like, oh, okay. what, what do you take? And she was like, oh, I'm on Novolog. And I'm just like, are you still a type two? I didn't yeah. ask her that. But in my mind, I'm like, you're insulin dependent now. That's different.
0: But if they stop taking insulin, it like let's say for example, like if somebody with type 2 diabetes um, stopped taking insulin and they just started taking insulin, like their blood sugar may at the max reach like 400, 300. I mean, who knows? It could get much higher depending, but usually they still got some insulin on board. Whereas you, if you stopped taking insulin like 12 hours from now, you'd be at like 600. Hmm. You know?
1: Okay. Now they, still, here's, they
0: still have some insulin in the background.
1: Here's another scenario. So my friend just lost her mom, unfortunately, and she had major complications and problems with her type two from mismanagement. she was in the hospital for a number of other things, and her blood sugar was on average 500. Ugh. And she was super pissed with the medical staff in this smaller uh, college community that they were. She's like, "Where's the insulin? Where you know?" Da-da-da-da. And their lack of knowledge. They ended up transferring all kinds of stuff. I got her on the Freestyle app. They never gave her carb ratios. They're just, you know, here you go. And I'm like, You that could've killed her. It did kill her and eventually, but um I can't imagine what it would have been like to lay in the hospital for six weeks with a blood sugar five hundred plus. Where's the call to action there? You know what I mean?
2: Well, I mean, it's like my uncle type two in South Arkansas. I mean, what 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 we're talking about, there's just such a knowledge gap between so mm-hmm. many places and where they're getting their information. And, you know, we've struggled being able to educate him to where he actually understands what diabetes is. And I mean, th- there's a huge component. I mean, it's a content. It's like, I've gotten to the point now where it's like what diabetes really is. And we're in this tribe, like right here, which has been very helpful for me is like, we're all coaching each other up. Right. and in in a a graceful way where it's not like, you know, I'm being judged upon by not knowing something, but it's like, I really, I really do feel like over the last like few years, getting to know both of y'all, which has been a huge blessing in my life is because there's a, there's a sense of love and community to where we're trying to bring more people in this tribe to say like, Hey, we don't have it really all figured out, but we're trying to be honest and Mm -hmm. transparent. And if you're type one or type two, Let's walk this journey together, and, yep. and let's let's discover it together. Because I'm telling you, there are people listening right now that will be thinking the exact same thing and, and won't bring up questions about type 2 or type 1 diabetes because people make them feel stupid, and that's right. the problem. Yeah. Oh, totally. my, my, un, my uncle doesn't want to ask me about carbs and catfish and hush puppies because that's all he's eaten all of his life because he thinks I'm going to... like. I don't know, judge him. And I'm like, Uncle James Allen, I listen, I'm gonna walk with you, but it's gonna be a little bit different. Uh, you make some insulin because you're type two. I make none. Yeah. But I think I think we gotta really break down to say, like, there is no dumb question mm. we're gonna figure this out together. That's great, man. Yeah. Yep.
0: It's a huge deal. That's where we're going. You know, That's I sh- I
1: going. should take a lesson from you because my dad texted me yesterday at like five thirty to say, um, my blood sugar is two oh nine after eating a very large meal is this normal and i was like uh don't eat large meals (laughs) low carbs and figure it out you know like i was i've been lecturing this guy for years right i'm happy that he tested period but
2: but maybe now he's listening
1: but he also and i had to talk with my parents he's also been on steroids he's also been on an antibiotic and i'm like there are a lot of other factors
3: right
2: it
1: could be going into this and he was like, well, I think I'm just going to up my metformin. And I was like, I don't know that that's the right thing to do.
2: <laughs> you can't just do did that. Did he go to, de- to web,
3: WebMD.com? No, my parents wouldn't know
1: what to do. And I, that's hilarious. I, they're, they're looking to me to help him. I'm like, I don't have type 2 di- diabetes. So I don't know what to tell you.
0: It, it could have been I worse have after a huge meal. It could have been worse. After a huge meal, I mean, that, I mean really, it could have been much worse. Oh, For said, somebody no who's not two. taking insulin. Yeah. could have been much worse.
2: But y'all, y'all would agree, though. I mean, with our diseases, the problem with this makes it <clears> hard <throat> is there's so many variables.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, you know what I mean? Right. Like, some, like someone told me that they're like, Mark, maybe your blood sugar is jumping up a little bit because of all the caffeine that you drink, the 10 <laughs> coffees that you have. In a and day. you're like, there's no way there, it could possibly I, I was like, that. I don't know. Like some <laughs> days I would agree with that. And some right. days it doesn't do anything. Isn't, That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. That, yeah. I mean, you can eat the same meal. And then it's going to be, I mean, that's what makes it different. Our bodies I mean,
0: are a different body than they were 24 hours ago, a year ago. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I don't think we think about, th- I mean, I don't I don't think a lot of us really do think how our diabetes evolves. I'm totally learning, evolves.
1: I'm being bitch slapped with it.
2: Well, I mean, I'm so thankful that you're being honest about it because, I mean, that just goes to show you that your, everybody's day is different. And we've mm-hmm. got to find the tools that will adjust to what. What's going on in the day?
0: We do. Right, I think one thing we haven't done yet is talk about the basics of what the closed system loop is. We've talked about it in previous shows, but let's break it down for the listener that doesn't know exactly what a 670G yeah, yeah. is from Medtronic. Yeah, and so like break down all the parts, how they communicate with each other, yeah. and really how this is a different version of pump therapy than we've seen before in the market.
2: So like, it, so if if you think about like traditional pumps, as we know, like a traditional pump will deliver insulin, and all pumps are real. I I believe in truly pump therapy and some pumps actually work with a sensor and some are integrated. And so if you don't know really what a sensor is, a sensor, I mean, is like a Dexcom or a Medtronic, the Guardian um, three, which is basically it's testing your blood sugar uh, with the Guardian three works with the 670 G, but it's important that we know what your blood sugar is so that the pump can actually adjust to what your blood sugars are doing and bring it up or down
0: on the fly so it's taking this blood sugar reading that is calculated using interstitial fluid correct all kinds of amazing science takes this information shares it with the insulin pump
2: right, right. I, I have a question. which isn't
0: actually new which is yeah. the
2: inlite did that too which, so then which,
0: what's the next step
2: yes yeah, so so like the next step so when you think about the way these pumps are most pumps have a basal rate and then you're bolusing and a lot of patients as we know a lot of people have different basal rates so like if you're exercising or if you're sitting a long periods of time you might have a different basal rate so what's going on with now the first generation of like the basically the hybrid closed loop the 670G is that it's now has an algorithm that's built into the pump that's using the sensor which is the guardian sensor that's actually bringing the sensor information to the pump and it's adjusting, the algorithm is adjusting the basal rate like every five minutes.
1: Is the sensor and the pump site different?
2: Different. They're different. Yeah, the The Guardian sensor has like a smart chip, and that's what makes it really, really important is because, you know, it's got to be safe. And so there's a lot of safety checks within the pump that's sending back and forth. Now, you still got to check your blood sugar because it's important that, as you calibrate with the pump that your blood sugars are, they're stable and it's a correct reading. But I think what's the correction. I mean, like what's the, I mean, if it's off by so much, what mean? I mean, it's, if it's off like probably like 30% or so, it's going to basically re ask you to basically re recheck your blood sugar and recalibrate to get it back to where it's very, it's very similar to what, you know, a finger stick would be.
1: How long can you wear the sensor?
2: Uh well you're technically supposed to wear it for like 7 days FDA approved but I have tried it to wear you know I mean all of us off the record we also want to try it and so I've seen it last a couple weeks um and so that's, that's 6 months no no, okay. no 6 months <laughs> but but once again the the sensor technically 7 days yeah technically yeah. 7 days but the sensor really is important because what that does the way the hybrid closed loop, like right now, the first generation, I mean, I mean this, is, this is what it's doing. It's taking that information from the sensor and that algorithm is adjusting your basal rates, which most people have a one, two, three, maybe four or five basal rates. Well, what this is doing is it's checking and looking every five minutes, adjusting on the fly and taking your total daily units of insulin over the last six days. And so that's really important because like, as you think about, you know, for me personally, I would always seem like overcorrect at night and, and give more insulin. So it'd pull it down. Yep. My blood sugar's down. And so what it's doing now, it seems like the basal rates are working faster and they're 288 throughout a day. When I say 288, it's every five minutes throughout a 24 hour period. And so what it's doing is it's, it's, it's keeping that time and range. That's the key to what, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of seeing now. Yeah. where are we're actually, I do I actually can tell a difference of, Feeling better, mm. like sleeping, absolutely different. Oh, yeah, it's, it's great. Which is which is really oh. cool, you know. Yeah. It's uh
1: So do you have does it has it already detected that every Wednesday you eat
2: at Chick fil A Chick-fil-A or you know is it that smart? It, no, it doesn't. It's not that smart yet. <laughs> All
0: right. So hypothetically, <laughs> hypothetically, if Mark were to eat at Chick fil A, because you know, like he doesn't always eat Chick fil A. Chick-fil-A, but yeah. I'm hypothetically, always, if I do, if you were to walk up order a Chick-fil-A sandwich and some fries or Chick-fil-A sandwich and some, like some salad, whatever, one or two. Right. And you count up your carbs. What happens next? Does the pump automatically give the insulin? Do you have to still count the carbs? I still have to balls? count the carbs. This is important. Yeah, I yeah. still
2: have to count the carbs. I mean, that, I think I think that's the one thing that's different that I think, you know, we got to be careful about what the media, when they start throwing around like hybrid closed loop and all artificial stuff. Artificial pancreas. Artificial pancreas, right. you know, we're, we're not there. We're not to the closed loop at all. But, what we are i mean you still have to put the work involved which is checking your blood sugar counting carbs putting that in it's very similar to that to a traditional pump but what we would call that right now is called auto mode is when you know the the algorithm is really adjusting your basal rate it's called auto mode and traditional pumps what we would say is manual mode like mm-hmm. you know so the auto mode, your pump's doing a lot more for you on the basal side, but on the Bola side, you're still counting carbs and pushing, pushing it in. So as I go to Chick-fil-A now, you know, it's, it's very similar, except that, you know, I, what, what I don't, what I've seen, what I'm seeing lately though, is that I'm not seeing as such the high fluctuations in roller coaster that I used to see. Like I'll give you an example over the last three weeks, I've had like maybe three or four blood sugars in the 300s. And that's, and that's it. Yep. You know, I, I just haven't seen them that like, and that's really good for me. Yep. You know, cause like I would see a lot more spikes before just skyrocketing. So, so let's um, say,
0: yeah, you end up, um, it's a holiday dinner. You do your best, you count carbs. Um, but you know, you miss by like, say 40 carbs, 20 carbs, whatever it is, the difference <laughs> um, you put in, um, <laughs> you put in your insulin, you take it like eight units, eight units <laughs> yeah. for example, Um, But three hours later, two hours later, you're starting to see a sharp incline. Yep. Okay, that's where it kick in. We could, where you and I would like stack the insulin. Bingo. We would stack that, and we'd be like, okay, Okay, let's give another few units to get to
2: bring it to bring it down.
0: And then two hours later, we're at sixty. Right. But with the pump, it just when it sees it's starting to go up, it increases the basal rate. Yep. And just kind of shaves off the top of the mountain. And kind of brings a slow landing back into zone instead of just a sharp bolus.
2: Correct. And the, okay. cool, and the cool thing about it is like, you know, what you see, and there's some people have seen, but the blue shield. And what's really important about the blue shield is that there's a suspend before low. And I think that's the other thing too. It's like, it's not, because I always wondered, I always wondered when I when I got into this system, which was really interesting, like why didn't I before try to really tighten my blood sugar that was a question I always mm. i would i would think to myself and and I, the reason why was because whenever i would aggressively go after tighter control and range guess what would happen to me i would always go more low right and i didn't like it i didn't You'd like-
1: correct because you were not you're not being patient
2: I well, what whatever I was doing, I was like, man, if it's tighter and it's going, I'm I'm doing this and I'm doing that. I'm going low, and I'm like, and I would see this, like I would feel, I would feel like, oh my gosh, like it's tighter. I'm having better blood sugars; they're but, more level, but I feel on edge. I feel on edge, mm-hmm. and and you're that's just waiting for it, right? I'm waiting. I mean, it it was like you know, I was. Hunting. Well, nobody likes to be low. No,
0: I mean, like I haven't met a person yet that enjoys being low. It's weird. You know? So Unless you're you like trying to, to avoid them, hallucinate. Yeah,
2: I really and you feel Somebody probably you, does <laughs> someone probably does and yep. I've had one or two episodes But I don't like the way it makes me feel yeah, I, I, agree yeah. And I, All I, of us. I feel yep. mentally. I'm like, I'm not I don't feel sharp I feel kind of out of it. And so I that's why hmm. I would I would tend to let it stay high Well, well, you know the way the technology is kind of going is it's it's looking at the trend of going low and suspending On top of the algorithm. So I mean we're at a really cool point of our life of diabetes at I think all of us in the tribe of diabetes, no matter what company we work for or whatever, we're working together for the for helping people. And I think we need to champion, keep championing it on. It's cool. Mm. It's very cool. What what does
0: the data look like of people who use the system versus people who don't? I know they've got statistics on A one C and time and range and
2: Yeah, you know, well, there there's a lot more data that's actually, you know, showing that it's, it's actually better than the studies um, okay. showing time mm-hmm. and range. And, and even one of the studies, you know, even though it was a controlled place and, you know, you're looking at 124 patients, what they saw was no, hypo, no hypoglycemia, like severe hypoglycemia and no DKA, which is safety. I mean, that's what we're looking at mm-hmm. here. It's not only, you know, we're not only looking at outcomes only, but we're looking at like safety of people because, safety. because as we know, I mean, <laughs> It's not just it's not just minimizing blood sugars, but it's like <laughs> I actually want to go live a quality life. What right? are
1: you thinking? I mean,
2: seriously.
1: Let me ask you, what's a severe hypo in when it comes to that language? What Good is question. below yeah. what?
2: Like below sixty?
1: That's severe. I mm-hmm. mean it's I mean I mean I know you're they're trying to protect themselves. I get it.
2: I mean, I mean yeah, I mean a sixty, I mean think about it. If someone's been high for a long time and they go to a sixty They're gonna feel bad. They can feel bad. I mean, that's once again, I mean you know, a severe to somebody going to a 40 could throw... I mean, I've had 40s, a 30s. I mean, I've gone to the emergency room, but some people might.
1: We talked about this
2: recently, too. I mean, it costs seventeen, like $17,000 to go to the ER on a severe hypoglycemia. I mean, what it would do to somebody. I mean, it's a lot of money. That I don't know.
0: Yeah, there are all kinds of unintended positives of having this. Financially, like you're talking about obviously diabetes management wise, but yeah, you're taking all the decision fatigue away and that can't, that has yet to be measured probably in a study. Yeah. What the outcomes of putting people on this does to the depression, anxiety, and other mental illness outcomes that are also associated with type one diabetes. Absolutely. You know? man. Like, I mean, I feel yeah. like it would, uh, it would just totally change the way kids would grow up with the disease. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, and, and, and once again, I mean, you know, I think I think we, we've we talked a little bit about this, but the emotional side of diabetes of, like, these kids, they're my heroes, these people that are diagnosed mm-hmm. younger. I'm like, just, just to think of, like, them fighting for body image and people not making fun of them and all these right. different things. And yeah. it's like, because, you know, as we get older, we can kind of defend ourselves. And I feel like that's the reason why... My calling in life is to be an ambassador for people who don't have a voice. And why I feel like Diabetes Daily Grind is the best organization around the world. It's honest. It's transparent. And they're, you know the people that I've seen involved in this organization have truly been some of the most like authentic, real-life people living with diabetes that I've ever met in my life before that truly want to help others in all aspects for for being genuine, okay. Thanks,
1: I, I've got to really uh, thank you. That's
2: no, I'm serious. We
0: got to pay our support staff more because they're also really <laughs> well. I mean, and I, th- I
2: think the support staff. I mean, but I'm, but I'm serious. Like, I think I think I think we really need to understand. Like, there there there's a difference because and and we all know this. I mean, whoever's listening, we we know that there's a lot of organizations who are always doing a lot of things out there. And, you know, but sometimes it's really awesome just to be able to have a conversation and not know there's no strings attached right. to, to any. I think that's what makes it fun that we get to talk about, you know, real life, because genuinely we're, we we're, there's no strings attached mm-hmm. here, you know, and that's important. So I know? have a personal question. Yeah. For you guys. Yep.
1: This is dark. I mean, not dark. It's deep. Dark. It's not deep. deep. It's just one of those things. I don't think we've ever touched on it. Okay. Um, so having a CGM and a pump. You're going. <laughs> I, just, I feel like I, I'm I know where this is okay, going. So, you're going to have sex. Okay. What do you, you know, that you're going to be, what do you try to keep your blood sugar at going into that? Or do you even care?
2: I don't even think about that. Ryan? <laughs> I'm like, I, I mean, never. if he wants
1: to go low and have stuff <laughs> blowing up.
2: Well, I mean, I'm just, that's, that's, I mean, I have never even thought about that. Mm. Have you, Ryan?
0: Yes. So it is definitely a concern um, on the low blood sugar end, right? Right.
1: You, you can't function. You can't. Yeah. <laughs> it there would be are much fun. there
0: are performance issues, um, <laughs> right, right? That come up if your blood sugar is too low. So having the pump, but one of the other interesting things too is that like sometimes people, I know a lot of people, and you read on this online and something that I do is you just take your pump off because you know you can just put it back on later, right? And like, you, and this is not like a recommended. Um, Like a medic, remember, this is not a medical show. Not recommending taking off the insulin pump. But if you could somehow keep the insulin pump on through the night wearing the system and it could tinker in the background to account for the possible low blood sugars, huge peace of mind. Because it like Mm. relieves the anxiety of possibly going low, Mm. which would be awesome. I mean, that would be great. And one day, whenever we have an artificial pancreas that is completely, you know, inside the body, or if we're talking smart insulin, if we're talking Mm -hmm. about patches, whatever. Um, or encapsulation. Yeah, I mean, th- those are the little things too that are really going to add up to to help quality of life. Does wow. that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's and encap really ca- I can't say that encapsulation.
0: Encapsulation.
1: You know, we. I just learned about that, and I cannot say I learned about it. We got a brief presentation about it. Fascinating. It is so crazy, and that I think that's a constant reminder to everybody with diabetes, especially if you're a parent. You know all the advancements in technology and with insulin is because of trials. We are the guinea pigs, unfortunately, but if it's you know helping somebody else in the next couple of years, I'll t- do whatever.
0: Yep, and as yeah, like you said, and as Mark was talking about, if it helps out future generations, yeah. people that takes off some of the mental burden, some mm-hmm. of the physical burden, all for it. Yeah, so people can just have um, full expression of their sexual lives thank you for doing. (laughs)
2: which which is i mean we live in a sexual culture i mean you know and that that's why i go back about body image that's why i think that's what made me think of it that's i mean i I really i there's a lot of people that they would be freaked out i mean because i think it on the other side if you're not if you're a person with diabetes or not with diabetes dating someone with diabetes you might have anxiety of not wanting to get close because you might you,
0: I don't want to touch that yeah, oh, yeah it's gonna hurt you know it.
2: you know yeah, it's gonna hurt. I'm, I, don't, I don't know what to do what if I rip off you know the pump mm-hmm. or, or whatever I mean it's a device And, and so and most of us with diabetes
0: all... would be like we don't really care like you can rip it off we rip it off an accident all the time <laughs> like
2: <laughs> right go for it But you know those people they're like oh I'm sorry I'm oh, sorry I shouldn't I should I shouldn't sorry. do that or I shouldn't have put that food out because you're diabetic. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh my gosh. That person, that person in the bedroom. <laughs> exactly.
1: It's pretty, yeah. <sighs> yeah. I was just talking to someone and he was like, oh, yeah. And he actually, he, he touched the Dexcom and I was like, he was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Did that hurt you? And I was like, it didn't hurt me. And I was like, you know what? If it ripped off, I just put another one back on. Yep. But it made me appreciate that he was, you know, ner- I don't know, cared. Shit, I don't know. Uh,
0: okay, so you guys know you guys know Lori.
1: Yeah. Right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. And I think, I think, you know, Lori too. Hong's right. She is has, yeah. yeah, 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 uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so she was at the JDRF Type One Nation event. And so, you know, I was like, you know, patting people on the back or patting people arms. I you see people. Eyes. And I, I, I patted her, her Dexcom, you know, on her, yeah. on her arm. And, uh, and I didn't even say anything because it's like, we all know what it is. <laughs> so you might as well not even like say you're sorry because she's like, she didn't even notice it either. You know? So yeah. I Lori, it if it really offended you that we were patting your Dexcom <laughs> during the day. But, yeah, it's, it's different with people with diabetes. It's just different. Yeah. It was under a sweater.
1: <laughs> yeah. You, you didn't know.
2: <laughs> well, and I think, the tech, I think this whole technology piece is even more important within the school systems because mm-hmm. think about if they're not around all the time and you have nurses. I mean, this is something that's been brought up, I mean, recently, even my new world is like if, if a patient, you know, even if they're in college and they have a hybrid closed loop algorithm 670G at school and they go see the nurse – well this is not just a traditional pump so you're not messing with the basal rates Mm. and and can you imagine someone getting into it and trying to mess and think they're going to be adjusting basal rates when it's a completely different system and so it's a it's a new it's a new way of it's a it's just a new way of thinking and it's like as we go to that route the learning curve for a lot of people is that we got to always be educating and encouraging people, you know. Well, so. d-
1: is this can, with this whatever you're wearing, can it do like what Dexcom does, which is share with, a, with another person that your blood sugars?
2: Potentially, it's going to get to that point. Okay. Potentially, The yeah, technology's and, coming. Okay, on that, I think but peace of
1: mind for the parent. You oh, know. Yeah, doubt.
2: <laughs> yeah. But you know, but, but you're always you're always thinking about like I, I we talk about this before of you know diabetes worldview. I mean, we're always being in constant battle with other people's worldview of diabetes. Mm-hmm. And some of it's correct, and some of it's not. And so, you know, if they have a completely different worldview, and it's like way, way off, and, and I mean, you know how you feel when someone's trying to educate you on a disease they don't have, and you, yep. and you're trying to be l- nice, like well, they're way off, then you, you know, you don't say anything. <laughs> really value your feedback. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you, but I'm not really <laughs> listening. Uh, well, and th- some of these kids probably know more when they're going to see their nurse mm-hmm. at Definitely. school.
0: So, exercising patience <laughs> as this technology continues to get into the market. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it's hard to expect a nurse to understand a 670G anytime <laughs> in the next 10 years, I would suspect. We, we, it's just not fair because right. it's our lives. I mean, right. it's a very advanced product. So, I, I think it's unfair to I think it's unfair to expect people to really get it either. right? Um, I don't know. How do you feel?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, I can't imagine. Yeah. And we can't expect them to. You think about nurses, unless you're in a special field, you couldn't, just like a a general physician, you're not going to be able to stay up to date on all that. I mean, there's so many things out there.
0: Yeah. It's it's difficult for a family practice physician who treats people with type 1 diabetes to really be in the know for a 670G. Yeah.
2: Right. I mean, just with all pump, I mean, there's so many technologies that are changing that there, I mean, there's so much that's out there, and and I have to remind myself, like at the end of the day, it's a tool, and totally, it's a tool. Yeah. It's it, it's it's an upgraded tool to help me uh, lessen the burden of it, because you know, as I think about doing my life, you know, doing I mean, your life, <laughs> doing doing my life, like think like thinking less about the disease as I do my life. I mean. You know, I mean, I love to travel and I love to go new places and I loved and I and I think about using the technology to allow me to go do those things as I get older. And you know, that's that's what these technologies not not for me to always think about it even more. Mm-hmm. I mean, but <laughs> right.
1: And you had to find a new Indo, didn't you? I mean, if you're going to live up yeah, there.
2: Yeah, yeah, I'm going to have to. I have some. I have I have one in mind that I I like him and and I think it's a holistic package where this Indo really does he cares and. Um, I'll be going back, you know, so it's exciting. It's that
0: another exciting. option, a new Avenue. It's oh, new- we're glad
2: that you've launched down it, man. It's exciting. Yeah. You know, I'm, I love to be, I'm glad to be part of the family.
1: We're glad to have this, you. the tribe, f-
2: the tribe, the tribe is going to grow down to Northwest Arkansas. It's not that far. No, it's not.
1: Well, and with right, you know, probably by the next episode, you'll know where your residency is. Will you?
0: Uh, maybe not by the next one, but within the next couple.
1: Weeks. What am I going to do? My diabetes peeps are not going to be in my neck of the woods. Oh, my gosh. I'm just now really.
2: We're going to have to make. A, I, I know what we do. Wherever flying goes, <laughs> Yeah. we're, we're going to figure out a way to fly out there and have a podcast.
1: Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm.
2: That would be cool. <laughs>
1: for sure.
2: Dude, that would be really cool, actually. A portable happy hour.
1: <laughs> and maybe in the meantime, we come and visit you and your family. In Northwood, it... yeah, absolutely.
2: In Faytown. Faytown. Yeah. Fayville's a cool place if no one's ever been I've, there. Fayville, like, Arkansas, yeah. the home of the Razorbacks, SEC. Mm. Yes, yes, it's awesome. <laughs> He's going home. You're a dork. <laughs> and you said you said you close in your home tomorrow, right? Yeah, closing my home here in Oklahoma and yep. and launching out. So it's a it's a it's a neat transition, you know. So you know, for any of the people that are living here in Oklahoma that that I've met, you know thank you so much. It's been a blessing. So no doubt. Everybody's loved having you. What's a great, this is a great state. I mean, it's cool to be in the center of the United States and think about like how diabetes daily ground has pioneered such Mm -hmm. authenticity to not only local, but global, you know, because once again, like even being at training in Los Angeles, I met a guy from India and I met another guy from China and and these two guys want to go back to their home countries and and help with diabetes, especially Mm -hmm. this guy in India both the, fa-
1: the numbers are skyrocketing.
2: Yeah, skyrocket. I mean, you know, it, it was interesting. Like, this guy mm-hmm. actually worked for another CGM company, and then he comes, you know, to work with our company, and now eventually he wants to learn and maybe one day take his talents to India. So, you know, and then mm-hmm. the Middle East and, you know, other par- parts of the world. So, so you know, our our tribe, there's a lot of people around the world, Middle East that are struggling, India struggling. And you know, a lot of people who would love to just have enough test strips. In this okay. age of talking
0: about the latest technology, and
2: yeah, how about that gap? And that's kind of what we talked about when we were, as I was getting to know this guy, mm-hmm. was that he said the price point and the, the for people to actually pay for test strips and all these things in India is very, very difficult, and so no one's no really no one's really figured it out very well is what he was telling me. So
1: when you think about the test strip companies now, are probably shaking a little in their boots that all the CGMs are coming out. Because we're not going to need them as much.
2: Right.
0: It's a, it's a big player.
2: Huge. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: And, you know, kudos at the same time to a number of the smaller companies that are coming out, making it more affordable, having their own systems. I mean, I think there's two or three that are kind of, you know, not, probably not intentionally kind of saying screw it to the man who's been screwing it to us a really long time. We're going to help you out. Um, it, you know, it's things are definitely changing in this world.
2: It's becoming flat. Really is. But they're still struggling to go out hours and miles to go get test strips, which is. And insulin. Bizarre. Yeah. A lot of people still need insulin.
1: Yeah. Insulin for all. You know?
0: Yeah. T1 International is a great group to Mm -hmm. check out um, if you're looking for more information there.
1: And you know what's so crazy is the woman that I was talking about who her mother just passed, she, you know, reached out to me and she was like, what do I do with all of the insulin? Because she just got. Tons of it and, you know, Abbott Freestyle Libre stuff. And so I put something on social media and she donated it to a group in Florida. Um, Tons of it. So, you know, that's another thing which is kind of sad to say. But, you know, I've had people give me supplies after a loved one dies. And I think it's about paying it forward to people that really need it. Yeah. And I really needed it at that time. Yeah. You got, I got a box full of test strips. I mean, like, test... Yeah, I was like, this woman had type 2, and it was... I'm not kidding you. Hundreds. I shed tears. <laughs>
2: I was like... No, I'm, no, I'm, no I'm laughing because, like, I ran out of test strips last night. I went and watched a movie, and... And I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm out of test strips and it was like twelve o'clock at night and I yeah, go I'm like you're I, late
1: I, night no I, supplies. I,
2: I go in my truck and I'm like, Yes, I found some like I, I literally yes. like jump for joy because I found <laughs> another little bottle and then I, I looked around to see if I was looking at me. I was like, Only people who have diabetes who know what I'm talking about when they find another bottle filled with test strips. You it's get, Christmas. It's <laughs> like Christmas. He's out of mind for the next week. And, yeah. and then you'll be back in the same scenario a week from now. <laughs> but out of mind for a week. I know, I know, and I know Amber always oh. thinks you know I got to plan better, which I do. But man, <laughs> you know, life life is a blur. You just got to <laughs> laugh sometimes. <laughs> yes, we do. We la- we laugh at our mistakes at times. But you
1: know, I was thinking about this um, <laughs> actually this morning, driving to work for some reason. You guys, go by Lake Hefner Parkway or whatever, um, and getting riding your ass and John Brandon it looks like episode two or three about not having diabetes supplies when you go out there. I mean like low blood sugar supplies mm-hmm. when you go out and ride your bike or whatever and just really riding you guys. And I think about the times that I went to that exact area. I had my phone and this is before I had the Dexcom. So I really had no idea mm-hmm. and I could have been rolling in at 40, you know, mm-hmm. cause I didn't keep a strip. So I'm saying to the universe, I am sorry for criticizing you. Oh, thanks. Yeah. That's funny. just for that one thing
0: very kind. Warms my heart. Extra late Valentine's Day gift.
2: So what you're saying is we should always have glucagon.
1: Not glucagon, but at least
0: a fruit strip. I I always carry snacks in the back pocket. I always have at least one snack in there, but sometimes one snack isn't enough.
2: Exactly. It's pretty. Yeah. So, so let me ask you this. Like, is it, is it wrong to carry the snacks? Like I love, I love carrying for a low like chocolate almonds.
1: Well, r- what, I-
0: not a highly efficient <laughs> <know>. fuel source
2: <laughs> I know it's not It's slow <laughs> But I'm like But isn't it weird that It's like man If I'm going to have something for a low I don't only want it to correct it I want it to, to taste good And that's where it, It's Ryan so hard Because so we try to
0: separate I know. The, yeah. the subjective love of food From the low It's so hard It's well, so Didn't you hard. say Ryan
1: That you don't keep things in your car That you'd want to eat Because you'll eat them
0: Yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. The like to back up the uh, the legal need to have candy in the car. Yeah, yeah. It's got like Jolly Ranchers that have all like melted Melted together. Together, yeah.
2: Sick. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, in the car. Oh, yeah. But I do actually. This is actually a positive of of improved since our last podcast. My new now like snack is beef jerky. That's good. Yes.
1: That's a lot of sodium. God!
2: Hold on, hold on, hold on! But there's good here. What is the good? It's coming from. <laughs> oh my gosh! I love you, You're amazing. It's like I don't
1: know, amazing would be the word. Yes,
2: I mean, but... I'm. I'm. I'm having beef jerky as my snack. Is just instead. How many of...
1: times a day?
2: Oh. <laughs> well, the the best beef jerky I know comes from Anqiu. It's like the no way, the no man way or something like beef jerky. Do you know what I'm talking about? I do. It's mm-hmm. it's the best beef jerky I've ever had, but I eat quite a bit of packs of it a week.
1: We well, have just any, I, I love jerky, turkey jerky. I, I eat plant based, so I have no comment.
2: Yes, yeah, true. But I know
0: finding, finding, finding low carb snacks is is important to sustainably having good
2: blood sugar. Yeah, respect. no doubt. It is a lot of. I love salt though.
1: I do too. too but loud. I have high blood pressure, so I can't. I know. Damn it.
2: But you're right. But Life. I think beef turkey. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, you get, you've taken sugar from me, and now you're taking salt. Like the world is.
2: <laughs> exactly. There's other things well, out there. Like- I, I mean, grass. That's yeah. Grass. But yeah. that's the thing. My wife is a healthy eater. And I, once again, we talk about this, but it's like I do well for a couple months, then I get bored. My taste buds change for a little bit, but then I just want Cheetos. Well, <laughs> you know,
1: Cheetos every once in a while, there's nothing wrong with that. I, I, mean, I get it.
2: There's no, sub, in, there, there's nothing in Cheetos. There's some good people listening
0: you. to this show that are very sympathetic to you and they're like, that's me. And then there's some people that are like throwing the phone across know, the room. I know
2: they are. I know. That's it's like, Mark. Well, that's the thing is like I have both of them across from me that are like, I mean, I know. We, we, that's, what, that's what makes us interesting is that we're all different.
0: Yeah. No, I, I see a lot of empathy and understanding right now.
2: I know. I remember.
0: Really, I, feel, I feel like Am- Amber's like, yeah, you're doing your best. Amber's really <laughs> doing good. <laughs> joking. <just> joking.
1: <laughs> now, I'm a, let me say this. I'm on the opposite a little bit in that I try really hard to do meal prep and all that. Well, I put a ton of effort into cooking over the weekend to fail miserably, and I was so upset. I'm using my language. Work, working on that um, because here I put all this effort in. And it's healthy, but it tastes like shit. Oh no! So I'd rather go, and that's why I ate Chick Fil A this week, it was because I'm sick of freaking thinking about it.
2: Oh no, mm. I know. Just okay. hold
0: your, just close your, hold your nose, and oh,
1: eat it. I ate <laughs> eggs that I don't know what happened. Hmm. It doesn't matter. Okay,
2: we yeah. made it. So I threw everything away. So is there a place that's only like a restaurant that mm. only fixes food for people with diabetes?
0: Not that I know of. No, maybe, but they're I
2: getting bet better it about please Gar- be Garbs. What me.
1: <laughs> there are some. I'm proud of the restaurants, and I'm going to say Chick Fil A that who give you the carbs and the calories. So you have no excuse. Actually, now I'm saying that out loud for jacking that up. But
2: no, but one- but once again, this is the reason why it's- it is so difficult. Is like <clears throat> you can know the carbs, but like yesterday, I had some chicken at another place in Missouri. And my blood sugar never goes that high, but I do not know what was in the batter. I, right, I, mean, I don't true. know what yeah. they do. And so, you know, I mean, I'm not going to ask the chef every single time or the person like what, what they're...
1: Chef? Yes. I think that's a stretch. I went to this fried chicken place in the middle of nowhere. <laughs>
0: and, and to an extent, it is a conversation of like, it is, I'm not, I'm not even going to say it. I
3: love it. Say it. <laughs> <laughs> Say it's like
0: it's like somebody going like somebody going to the drug dealer and being like I'm really upset with this latest <laughs> batch of cocaine because it, it it just really wasn't pure enough <laughs> you know it's like
3: right. <laughs> which, I mean, right. that's
0: a real conversation but you're already doing drugs right. so you're already eating fried chicken right? so there's only so much control and so it's okay to eat fried chicken but you just kind of have to let go of having good blood sugar control just like when I eat Thai food it's like oh man I don't know what's going to happen Thai and food I can own that right? you know good point And so I ain't ain't trying to herd cats.
2: (laughs) It's true.
1: (laughs) Well, anything else we want to touch on while the tribe is all together? We've covered a lot. We
2: have covered
1: a lot. Sex, carbs. Chicken.
2: Chicken.
0: Mm -hmm. Good day. New pumps. Good day. And it's a weeknight. We did some work tonight.
2: Good job, guys. Good job. Well... I love it.
1: The story is not over.
2: No, the story is not over. It's a new chapter. New chapter. New chapter. Which yep. is exciting. Which I'm hoping that Ryan goes to a sweet place that we can get. You know, I've some...
1: been calling people and saying, "Man, <clears throat> we really want him there."
2: Yeah, I want to fly somewhere <laughs> that's fun. Preferences. Yeah, that'd be that'd be cool. That would be fun.
0: Yeah, yeah. we'll see. Well, what no, no in a month.
2: No, I mean, no. What I really am excited about, you know, different parts mm-hmm. and and going to a different place, living <laughs> in different place, and you going to different places. What does what diabetes management look like in these different areas right. of the country? Yeah, what are different communities? Yeah. And you
1: know, yep. when we, we talk about wh- how a lot of us came together here in Oklahoma City was because we were hosting the um, Real Life Diabetes Happy Hours, you know, just bringing people together, whatever. You know, I'm encouraging or challenging the people out there because we've had a couple of communities ask us to come and host one. Why don't you host it and we'll help market it for you? Right. You know? Let you find that community, whatever that means. Um, And then, you know, if we're in your neck of the woods, we'd love to participate.
0: Oh, yeah. There's an audience. There's always people that would like to meet other people type one. Yeah. It's it's invaluable knowing people that have it. It just helps.
2: Well, I'm wanting to have a podcast off of Dixon Street in Fayetteville. It's a fun place. JJ's.
1: Can I drink wine?
2: Yes. Seriously. We need to do it. It'd be fun. Set a date. That would be cool. So I will set a date. And we will hang out again. Do you know
1: the owners? I mean, can you arrange that?
2: I could arrange that. I'll talk to them. You got all kinds of options out there. There are a lot of options there, which will be fun.
1: I'm know. ready to travel, so let's do it.
2: Yep. It'll the be NWA. Good. To the NWA. What does that mean? <laughs> Northwest Arkansas. Northwest Arkansas. <laughs> 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 which wow. which one of my goals is to encourage um, you know, Walmart to help people with diabetes. You know, that's one 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 partnership. That I'd love to to partner with because they have a lot of influence. So that would be be great. I don't know how to, mm. how we're gonna go about doing that, but
1: there's a the conference that I was talking about, I can't remember. It was in Florida, children blah blah blah. Um one of the guest speakers was the head person for Relayon.
2: Hmm. Really?
1: <clears> yeah. <throat> so I can look back through that That'd and find good. her and oh,
2: yeah. they make at least you have a stuff. name. A name yeah. yeah, I'd love that. You know, I mean, <clears throat> even going to school there and people in that area I mean it's it's changed a lot of like you know bringing in a lot of influencers from around the world mm-hmm. but I think once again it's just education you know I think I think the more and more I meet people they they just they don't know what they don't know so I think it'd be sure. I think it'd be fun to do a podcast there and just maybe maybe pull some people in that we're on board it'd be good
1: all right everybody
2: Dude, thanks for coming over man thank you appreciate peace it peace out world peace out world
1: To see him go, I know we're sad. He's heading back to Arkansas, but you know what this means, people. We may be in the Arkansas area sometime soon. Fayetteville, what up? Fayetteville, what up? And not only will we do a podcast there, we're thinking about doing a real life diabetes happy hour. So more information coming soon on all of our social media and uh, on our website.
3: Yep.
0: All right. Um, before we get in to the um, much promoted iTunes review, first we have to talk about another way to contribute to the show this week or within the next couple of weeks, we expect to pass 70,000 total downloads. Mm. And as a part of that, um, we could use any help you, you can so like sustain to sustain our show.
1: Yeah, we like to keep the episodes coming and um, every, every penny helps. Yep, so.
0: this is intended to be a free show. Yeah. It always will be. And if anybody wants to chip in... Five um, bucks,
1: 10 bucks. Yep, exactly. 10,000, whatever you got, we'll take it.
0: Whatever you got, you can go to the PayPal link that's in the show notes. Pick out whatever um, checkout method you would prefer, mm-hmm. um, and the, the cash gets deposited straight to us. So, appreciate you. Appreciate it. Sustains the this show, and uh, we appreciate the listens. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get into the iTunes review.
1: The longest one we've ever had. So well written. I was a weepy mess last night and had to text uh, Ryan to say, dude, you got to read this. You got to read it tonight, because this is the reason why we're doing the show right here.
0: <laughs> Allergy, allergies were pretty rough last night. <laughs> Okay, let's begin the iTunes review. Okay, so it reads: Title A Support Group in My Pocket and a Walking Buddy. Five stars. Two people in one pocket. We mm. did it. Named Skippity Doodah, and this comes back from January. I was diagnosed with type 1 in 1991, and there have been a few really pivotal changes in my personal diabetes daily grind since then. The first most useful change was switching from twice a day fixed-dose injections of regular NPH to a pump with fast-acting insulin and doses that correlated to food. Two cheers for carb counting. The next was an accurate CGM. Huge thank you to Dexcom. The third hugely educational influential move was actually pulling the plug on pumping and going back to MDI with a good basal insulin. Sound familiar? Mm. Which I didn't quite do by choice, but it has worked out really well for me, and I'm usually happy with it. But the most recent, most surprising pivotal moment in my diabetes life and care is that in the last year especially, I found some podcasts about diabetes and started listening on a regular basis. Diabetes Daily Ground is my favorite. The array of speakers and topics is all over the map in a good way. And the non apologetic discussion about what we are not, um, and especially in regards to medically preferred numbers and habits, because a BG of 280 sometimes just happens. To pretend it doesn't is a huge disservice. It's helpful and refreshing. I feel like Diabetes Daily Ground is a real show for real people, and there's a lot of comfort from just hearing from other people who have the same challenges, not just focusing on ways to always make an improvement or how to adjust carb counts for better results or what I should eat, per many poorly sourced internet finds. You know the ones. We do. <laughs> the Diabetes Daily Grind is my best walking buddy, and I've had to add about a mile to my regular evening walk in order to fit in some of the longer podcast. So that's a double win for me. Whether or not the extra miles stick long-term, I don't know. But I do know that the Diabetes Daily Grind is going to stay at the top of my podcast list because it's such a good collection of stories from, by, and about other regular people who are just living life, but also have to do with a side of, well, Diabetes Daily Grind. Thanks Ryan and Amber for the very real and honest show. P.S. The theme song is awesome. Kudos to whoever thought the putt lines like, I've got more lancets than you. into the song. It craps me up every time.
1: Oh, and I got to say, you know, a-, a thank you to the person that wrote this. I hope that we meet this. I I'm assu- I assume it's a male, but that's not fair. Um, I reached out to Mike Costi, the, right, uh, the author of the song, and he is going to uh, play our next happy hour we're gonna bring people together and have him sing it live and see all the people that really um, have liked his music so maybe big we'll Mike. do a live stream for that for the people that that can't be in Oklahoma City that day so yep.
0: big Mike big. awesome we'd love to Ray have Frosty. him he's the man he is the well, man well thank you for the uh, the iTunes review shoot us an info info or shoot us an email <laughs> at info at divitystaylyground.com and we'll get a t-shirt out to you so big thanks to everybody for listening to the show again um,
1: and I think we yeah. appreciate it
0: thanks again to Mark Carter also, round three.
1: All right. Cheers to the highs and lows, everyone.
0: Cheers.
3: All the levels to shoot up, shoot up, shoot up, shoot up, shoot up, shoot up, cause...